0: While driving along, top down, hair whipping in the wind, the radio turned up so loud bugs burst and birds scatter. You've got it locked on the greatest show on earth. Tanned, relaxed, and grinning, the legendary Outlaw Radio. Well, if you just tuned in, we were speaking of the uh, great comedian Kippadat. Rest his soul. Died at 75 years old. I'm- Three years ago, this August, man, where does all the time come from, as my buddy Ronnie Schell would, uh, would say. Let's play this uh, Kippadata Inside Edition, the long version. It's 088, Lori. I got it. our little homage. He was once a really big star on TV, but if things gotten so tough, he's resorted to Begging. He looks like any other elderly panhandler. I'm leading a wonderful life but take a closer look you might recognize him I'm Kippadada he's actually a famous comedian <laughs> His routine was huge in the 1970s. Kippadada We found the professor who's now 97 on 35th Street in Manhattan The alley is my home alleys they're wonderful in many ways. I also have an affinity for drinking and throwing bottles, and I'm cool. So next time you see someone panhandling, take another look. You never know who it might be. Tuned. There's more right, to come. Obviously, that was uh, concocted and put together by uh, by a friend of the show. He was never a panhandler, no. and he was never '97. No, but uh, Kipadada, rest uh, rest yourself. Remember how he hated Ryan Stiles? Oh yeah, Kipadada. Yeah, Capodanno was one of those guys who was sort of never happy unless he was unhappy. Well, he liked to get everyone unhappy. That's what made him happy. I yeah, I guess he was like that little twelve-year-old in school that would put the whoopee cushion on the uh, on the the girl's uh, chair, and then he'd say, "Yeah, but did I did I mean to? Did I mean to do that?" <laughs> yeah, well, you did it. I mean, yeah, but did I mean to? He was always the the troublemaking kid, but he went through a real bad childhood, man. Oh, yeah. His dad beat the hell out of him. Yep, he went through hell. And if you don't think that that uh, stays with a person, it did in in this instance of the great Kipadada. But he hated Ryan Stiles, and it goes back to a roast, a friar's roast in New York City, where Ryan introduced Kipadada Kip was one of the roasters, and Ryan Stiles, our buddy. Our former buddy. I haven't talked to him in a while. I know. I think it's a political thing. I think uh, ever since he found out that I voted for George Bush. (laughs) I don't know. And you know, Ryan Ryan Stiles, one of the nicest, sweetest guys in the place. I love him. I love him. But he's so apolitical. But because all his friends in the in showbiz or big lefty dipasses. he he sort of thinks well that's you know that's me and and he grew up as a democrat as i did in my family the difference is i you know i grabbed a, a modicum of uh, of intelligence along the way and said well this is sort of stupid you know, this is not about uh, helping the poor. This is uh, this is about keeping everyone down is what this is. So that's why I became a conservative. But Ryan, you know, being apolitical, he never really searches for the info and he doesn't do any sort of investigatory stuff. He just goes with what his friends do and his parents. Yeah, but he also his mom was a Canadian. His mom, right? uh, And right off the bat, you know which way she leans politically. And he loved his loved his mother. I don't know if she's still alive. I mean, last uh, I checked, she was, but I don't know. But uh, he certainly took care of his uh, parents, as his parents, and I think they were very loving parents, took care of Ryan Stiles. Yeah. But Ryan, at the Friars Roast in New York, introduced Kippadata uh, sort of like this: He said, "And now a man, uh, n- now the only man on stage tonight who is here for the money." Right? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, did that piss Kip off? So he hated him right out and and you can never buy it back with Kip once you piss him off, once you cross him. I, it's over. Oh yeah. And so there was no love law but you know, Ryan Ryan said it was because he brought it up to Ryan one day on Outlaw Radio. He said it was a joke. It's yeah. a roast. joke. It's a roast. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, but you're not roasting me. And I forget who who they were roasting that day, but he said you're not roasting me. He said it's a joke, Kip. It's a joke. Get over it. But he never got over it. No. <sighs> yeah. But uh So I watched two movies last night. Was Kip in any of them? No, no, no. But he was in your dream. But I wonder if somehow, because the the mind works in sort of odd ways and connects weird instances and thoughts that are in the back, in the recesses of your uh, of your noggin. And I watched a Dangerous Mind. Which I I only watched one time at the theater. That was the movie about Chuck Barris and his life as the game show guy. But half of the movie was about him working for the CIA and killing people. Yeah, That's probably what the connection was. <laughs> as a hitman. And so, yeah, and knowing that Kipadada professed to being a hitman on occasion, <laughs> yeah, I think that entered into this. And it wasn't a nightmare; it was just simply a dream where Kipadada was in my face constantly. Oh God! I kind of liked the movie. I did too, man. Yeah. I and that's why I watched it again. I thought he did a great job with it. Well, who's he? Ah, uh, Chuck Barris. Which, whether it's true or not, who cares? I thought the movie did really well. Well, that's the thing. As I'm watching it the second because the first time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, was this guy really a hitman? And I thought, no, Chuck just needed some sort of another story to make his story more interesting. Oh, yeah. And and make this an hour and forty-five minutes. <laughs> so Chuck, in his devilishness, I love Chuck Barris. I interviewed him one time. And I wish I had that time back, because I I was always a fan. Since I was a kid, when I was living in Everett, Washington, and took that Greyhound bus to Hollywood to audition for the Gong Show... It's not that I wanted to be on the gong show. I had game show ideas that I wanted to share with Chuck (laughs) Barris. Because I thought, this is my kind of guy. You know, just nutty as hell. Um, And at that time, you know, I was apolitical. And this guy, this guy had a... a Cauldron of hippies in his uh, office. I mean, that that was his office with all these, you know, flower power, and it was mid to to late sixties, and then er, into the early seventies. But my interview with him. Uh, he He showed absolutely no sense of humor. He was extremely serious, and it was a phoner. He was back in New York. He decided to leave France. He loved France, and he lived in France for many years because he felt shunned by Hollywood. And that gong show thing really messed with his head because the critics would pat it every day, and... The general folks, he had that common touch, so he knew what people wanted to watch on television. But occasionally, a non-critic would say, that gong show, boy, that's the worst piece of crap ever. He would take that stuff to heart. Um. And then then he couldn't get arrested for a while, so he moved to France with all his money. Yep. He eventually came back because he decided, I'm going to give this another shot. Moved to New York, then came back to L.A., pitched some stuff, boom! It never happened, and he sold off all of uh, Chuck Bear's Enterprises. And that's quite—that's a lot of stuff. That's Newlywed Game. That's uh, what, what's the other dating game? Yeah. Oh well. Wow. You know, keep it simple, and he did. He kept it simple, and it was funny, funny stuff. I miss Gene Shane, the Dancing Machine. Oh, what a what a fun addition to that! And you know, the last days of that Gong Show. You, you sort of watched the slow deterioration of Chuck Barris. It looked like he was drunk. He was drinking big buckets of beer on stage. But always adorable. Yeah, always that little, you know, adorable sort of gnome. Yeah. But I always, I always liked him. And I Remember just, that dance? Yeah, that's uh, Gene Gene, the dancing machine. But but, better than Gene was Chuck's dance when he would dance off stage as Gene Gene would come on stage. Yep. And P.S. I did audition for the Gong Show. I did get the gig. By the way, they wanted me on. They set up a rehearsal time with Milton Delug, who was the music director at the time. Famous, famous guy, Milton Delug. And. And then they they had to put in a call to my parents in Seattle because they had no contact number on me... At the Motel 8 on Coanga, where I was staying, which turned out to be a, a hooker motel. Wow. And well, Nice. I'm you fi- learn young. Yeah, I'm, I'm 15 and a half years old. You know, I don't know. I don't know why those scantily clad women are all using the payphone outside the hotel. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I do Connection. Someone tried to, to uh, get into my room at about four o'clock in the morning, too. I was, I was in one of the motels facing Coanga in Hollywood. And this isn't the best part of town. You know, it's not like the most terrible, but it's not a great part of town. I wonder if that place is still there. No, no. Motel 8, no. gone. No. Uh, and the Old World Restaurant. See, the reason why I chose Kawanga is I knew that the auditions for the Gong Show was at a restaurant formerly known as the Old World Restaurant. It was this gutted Almost knock-down restaurant that they used for auditions. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to walk over chairs that were uh, three legged oh. and crap all over the floor to get into this this studio that they made up. Because Chuck, I guess he found this place, and hell, if they're gonna rent it to me for damn near nothing, we'll use that to audition. <laughs> That's why I was at the Motel Eight on Koanga. And four o'clock in the morning, I hear this, this rustling outside and my window, the, you know, the, the noise of someone trying to get in through the window. Trying to get through the window to you? Yes. Yes. I mean, I could be a dead man right now. I would have been a dead boy, 15 and a half years old. So what do I do? I turn the TV up really loud because I think noise is a good thing. And I call the front desk. And this little Asian dude shows up at my door <laughs> with this giant, what did they use for cars? You know, that uh, crowbar. Oh. He shows up with a crowbar and he said, this guy is like five foot three with a crowbar. And he says, what's going on? And I, I explained. He said, okay, I, I And he goes out and he says, yeah, they do. They tried to tamper with your window. Who were they? Whoever the, the guy was that I scared off by turning the TV up really loud. Maybe it was a woman. Well, hmm, that might have been fun. It wouldn't have been fun because that's someone all drugged out and, you know, trying to get into a damn room on mot- uh, at a Motel 8 on Cahuanga. It's not a good idea. We're not going to break yet, Lori. Were you going to break? I was. Yeah. I mean, we no, because we got into this a little late. I am good on time. <laughs> no, Lori, I love you man. But Some you time. you are the worst on time. Do you Some know that time. Do you know that Lori Downey Jr's math acumen is about equal to that of a gnat. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. She, and believe me, I am no math major. No, Billy Dilly, our sure. HR man, oh. is brilliant when it comes to math. But it's something that, ju- it never set. It never fixated itself in my head. So I know the basic crap, but Lori can't, I mean. Well, I can tell time, and I, I'm i looking at the time right now, and I'm thinking, are you seeing the clock? Lori, what's 20% of 150? <sighs> The answer. Yeah, that, 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 I could have given her 30. the easy one. 20% of 100 and... Sh- and 20. Uh, at least several... Who I'm not knows? asking you, Billy. Mask- okay, now let's go to break. I've okay. had enough. Hi, oh, uh, we have thirty seconds left, man. No. Who said? Ew. He Doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Stop trying to. stop trying oh, you're to doing, be Matt's friend. Oh, you're Mark. doing the, you're doing the math, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, we return, I'll tell you about the other movie I saw, and I really, I really, this time I will make it uh, interesting. And we lost a great actor, man. I love this dude uh, an awful lot. Plus, we may be talking to our. Wisconsin Connection. Because I love this guy. He's a truck driver. And he told us what was coming down with the truck drivers way before it hit the news. All that and less in minutes. On Outlaw Radio, on YouTube, simply punch in Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. We have a podcast, too. I mean, we, we got it all going on, and then nothing going on. aggressive, aggressive has a new home you're listening to outlaw radio with magic matt allen